0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. This October, Jimmy and I are going to do some travels, man. The 6th through 9th, we're going to Columbus, Ohio for CXC's uh, convention. We are going to be at Baltimore Comic Con at the end of the month, the 28th through the 30th for Baltimore Comic Con. And smack dab in the middle, Jimmy's going to be in the Jacksonville Public Library for a Zine Fest October 22nd we have books out uh coming soon in a comic shop near you red room trigger warnings trade paperback is coming to stores in september put in your orders right now so we know how many of these things to print and uh, at the same time you got to put in your orders right now for the uh jim Rugg hulk grand design book that is going to be coming out uh, in time for christmas with that stuff out of the way let's take a look at deathmate red jimmy this book is a very important book in the formative years for me man to be honest might be my first uh extreme studios book fascinating i had no idea about comic shops uh at that at that era pretty much man I was just getting my stuff from from the grocery stores uh i saw image comics for the first time it was the fucking jocks in school who were uh trading those things like they were cryptocurrency you know like uh, total investment Minded guys who are like images the state of the art, blah blah blah, and I'm seeing names that I fucking adored that I haven't seen in, in some time. You know, I'm seeing Rob Liefeld's name. I'm seeing Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee uh, at the flea market. You know, the following week or something. Like this is the comic that I chose. I had this one dude that I was buying from, and it was very clear looking back on it that the guy would grab grab his week's comics or whatever, give him a read, and then just hustle them back uh you know put them back into the marketplace at the at the uh flea market the next week or next month or something that's that's how I got this thing it is absolutely near and dear to my heart i i drew a lot of the the this big money shots from inside this comic like in my sketchbooks and drawing tablets and stuff the uh the extreme studios talent search pieces in here and th- this is what i used to send my portfolio to Catella Ave to try to you know, gain favor. This is uh, 1993. And I think when,
1: when, when people criticize 90s comics, I feel like this is your poster child. This is both <laughs> like the apex and the down start and just everything that you wanna say negative about 90s comics in a way is summed up by Deathmate. Sure. Because it's valiant in image, it's that alpha and omega of Jim Shooter as I like to describe those two companies. This is post Shooter's exit from Valiant. Right. Um, man, his time at Valiant is so brief. You know, like like when people talk about Valiant and its legacy, I feel like Shooter gets a much bigger uh, in people's heads than, than he was actually there for. It's very limited. But this series, Deathmate, to me is is really like everything that's right and wrong with '90s comics is summed up here. And I believe Deathmate Red was the last one to ship, if I'm correct, uh, which is way to say it was the latest of, of these books. Got them all. All the metal foil stamping, <laughs>
0: yeah. you know, like the gimmick covers. Like, they really are that early 90s speculator boom right here. There were basically two from Image. There was Deathmate red and black. Yes. The Jim Lee Studio and the Rob Liefeld Studio. I had no idea that there were, like, four, basically, from, from Val- with the Valiant guys.
1: Well, the the two of them are, like, the, the framing yeah. pieces. So they kind of set stuff up. That's a Jim Lee. One of those is Jim Lee Studios, I believe. Oh, Mark Silvestri doing a penciling. Yeah, check out the other one, because I think the other one may be the Jim Lee studio contribution. Uh, Barry Windsor Smith with Jim Lee inking over top. (laughs) You know, so those were ostensibly the story of what this is, and it's Solar and Void hooking up. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, I've never read the Valiant joints, man. I I just fuck with Deathmate Red and Black. It's kind of neat how this this Red issue is almost self-contained within the parameters of this crossover that these two universes came together because of Solar and Void. And it's not right. And a couple of the characters, Prophet, and I think Geomancer, or Eternal Warrior, he's in here. But no, I think it's there, there's a valiant character. Like two characters know that it's wrong. Yeah. Prophet's one of them, and I think I think it's a Geomancer is the other one. But either way, like two of these characters know something's wrong, and the rest of the characters are just like living in this weird universe. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool idea if you're gonna say, hey, Extreme Studios, go make a book. There's your premise. Yeah. You know, these are the characters you get do what you want with them
0: super fascinating that like young rob Layfeld, and and you know you can't you can't he's he's the little or Fauntleroy, of the studio he's a top guy so you can't tell him nothing uh this is a pretty big stage and you're making your key guys bad dudes and like sort of underneath guys and allowing your important dudes to die like if you had some instruction it would probably be like you know put your dudes over like make your guys look look extra cool
1: I I see, I hear what you're saying, but you know what, I haven't, I don't know if I even read this back in the day, Ed, but I did read through it this week. right. I was shocked by the story, so, you know, like, maybe it's surprising that he does what he does in here, but I remember reading this and being like, wow, this is kind of an interesting comic for that reason, so.
0: It's almost a, um, just like a full-on Extreme Studios comic, except, like, they cherry-pick the cool shit they like, so, like, it's bloodshot. With what I used to call, you know, the the do rag, the do rag yeah. that like it gives you waves, <laughs> like I, I at this time I called it a SMA, a synthetic mullet apparatus, <laughs> and then he's got Dutch on the team. That's Chappy App's character. Yeah. So like when you see these guys, uh, and you see like how Dutch gets gets put away, it's like, well Rob ain't really like destroying his dudes all like that, and you know for uh,
1: maybe not making them the top heroes or whatever. Their name rings fear throughout the land. Like they are uh, at least framed as badasses. Yeah,
0: this is that shit too, dude. When we did that last conversation mm-hmm. with Rob Liefeld, and we were looking at Youngblood number six, brought up Kiko Taganashi. This is the comic that I brought up in the conversation. Like, yo, in Deathmate Red, man, you like you you kept Kiko for yourself, so you get color like this, but then you had like your other guys color in, like the, everybody else. He's like, dude, I had to stand out. Like he's he's the he's the leader of the label.
1: I got a question for all the all the commentators for this video. Do you see a difference between like these pages and and you know these? Well, that's still life though but you know, is there a visual difference to the person at home looking now 30 years later back at this stuff? There was when I was a kid. There, there is to me, but again, like I was looking at, man, the finest lines, and I just wonder,
0: like, for most people, is this the same? I mean, look at the richness of that color <laughs> compared to this. So are you fucking joking?
1: you I need to th- run a pull.
0: i think you need to give our uh, readers the benefit of the doubt a little bit more jimmy because look at that man that's a that's a warm color kiko knows what he's doing listen i could pick it out i'm just saying like i don't know man
1: i look at it now and, and considering what how diverse comics look now like in a way these are very similar i drew this yes <laughs> you're not the only one <laughs> i drew this <laughs> This, by the way, is like the scene from Ultimates, I think. Ultimates number one. I'll I'll take your word for that, James. I wonder if that's a common scene of the heroes jumping out of the helicopter like that, that low point of view.
0: When you kind of, like, just dismiss the color and you just look at the line, like, it's such simple... Mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like, the color does pull so much heavy mileage. What, what I thought was super funny about this is, like, you see this guy. So, right. th- so this would be, like, a good guy. Not to be confused with these guys who were in the... Wow. In the, sort of... Call me confused. Airships. I did not pick that up on my first reading. <laughs> in, ter- in, terms of, in terms of storytelling stuff, too, you get two pages explaining the issue at hand, that there are, like, terrorists at this uh nuclear facility karata the, uh, the the bad guy from harbinger and then don't bury the, the uh, valiant contributions it cuts to the airship the plane whatever and then you have shaft explaining to all his guys all the stuff you just read from the first two pages mm-hmm. it's all so there's no advancement forward it's Totally saying like exactly what we just read in those first two pages. By the way,
1: has anybody read actual page one and two of this comic? <laughs> I read page one. Did you? But then I flipped it. I'm
0: like, there's more.
1: <laughs>
0: like, you know did. what? I felt
1: credited with scripting
0: in d- this first chapter. I drew this image. Yeah. I drew Why this. I drew this image. My pa- my folks are so sweet, man. Like they went out to like the dollar store and got those like diploma frames, you know, uh-huh. like those cheapy ones, and uh, they they put. My drawing of this, they like, put they put it in a frame.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. My uh, my family was much less impressed with me drawing these kinds of characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock. Thinking about the idea of a thirteen-year-old like government agent, uh, and it just it just would not go down that way. Like that kid would be getting vivisected and analyzed, and they would be. Draining its kidneys and trying to figure out how to weapon like, it. They would not send them out into the field of battle No, but
1: you know what? I love the concept Yeah, I, I feel like it's not a concept that was fully explored especially for that young of a person It should be like like, like a 13 year old that is a young immature person like to have bad rocks ability Like you know what that it would, should be the funnest comic ever made
0: It would be like the a place where you would see that kind of explored in a, in a different way would be the the chain gang Splatterpunk novels, because he's not a muscular dude, and he's not a kid, but he's fully wild out. And in chain, the book Chain Gang, they they take that's the second book. They take him out of prison, and they give him some kind of weird battle royale type gimmicks where like he can do whatever he wants with impunity within a sphere of effect. Like he goes beyond this point and he blows up, or it just you know they take control or something so he can they drop him into a joint and he could just fucking rape and pillage all day and he does i was much less impressed with the die hard because i felt like a throwback you know captain america type gimmick like i was bad rock is cutting edge to me but this is the this is the kind of like the golden age die hard that's supposed to have like the cobra commander hood yes. uh and it works when he's still uh-huh but every time he's in motion it's just pipe work. You know, it's like Dutch's gimmicks. Yeah,
1: it's kind of strange.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work. But when he's still, you you understand it. Um, Bloodshot has never looked cooler in this early era. We could say Bray Fogel did some fly-ass shit like in, in his day, yes. like the acclaimed days and shit. But that, or that Valiant Bloodshot was not as cool looking as the guy that you see on, you know, page three here. Yeah, right. Like, that's pretty rad.
1: Yeah, that's a roided up bloodshot. That's that's his WWF run in the late 80s.
0: <laughs> Vogue getting
1: her gimmicks in. Look at the background behind Vogue. It's it's complete nutter utter
0: nonsense, but also, like, it's kind of cool looking. Yeah, dude, it's just tech. Yeah. You know, there's a million of those backgrounds in these comics of the era. And there's your boy. Drew that Dutch. I love the colors, man. That's Seattle Seahawks colors, right? Mm, Need to add some green in there. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. There you go. That's it, man. (laughs) The color on this uh, terrorist guy I always dug. Yeah, I was trying to
1: figure out if that's supposed to be somebody, and I, I could not... Could not figure that out.
0: Catches a couple arrows to the back. The lighting on this shaft was was always uh, something that impressed the hell out of me. Because this might be the first, like, intense computer color comic I ever saw. So I'd never seen this kind of treatment before. There's some great lighting, but it's a bad choice on Kiko's part to
1: put red behind your red character. He he
0: does that so often. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. He's, like, an amazing... Like, he knows cool bells and whistles with whatever weird programs they're using. But... And he has a warmth to his stuff. But, like... Color theory is not his strong suit. It's like getting cool, accurate lighting is his strong suit. But I not... love how gnarly his face is. Yeah, and what's real cool... So, like, I mean, this is the Kiko color, but this Mr. Color... Look at the black and white line art. It is, like, X-Force-era-looking Liefeld. You know, it's this... I don't know if this came out before Youngblood 6. I think so. Um, So he still has those weird... You know, unfilled yeah. pen lines and shit. It's just Danny Miki is doing them,
1: and it could be felt. Like he's talked about how he inks his own faces. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you're right. you're really seeing Lifefelt inks there. Yeah,
0: you're right. Especially with some of the little ticks you point out, like some of those open lines. You you are a thousand percent right. He said that in our shoot interview. Forgot that part. So you flipped the page, and dude, it it immediately felt like um, Gabriel Brothers. <laughs> right you know the the, the, the dollar <laughs> store <laughs> <laughs> this is the dollar store five and dime fucking comic, so like you, you at least get a couple dozen rob pages with kiko color uh it does baffle me though like and how in the shooter he, like, he's like i wanted to stand out it's like like why not I mean, i'm sure Kiko's more expensive or it's more time consuming or something like that but like don't you just want all your shit to be super red
1: yeah it's got to be limited resource has to be what that comes down to yeah you know if one guy could color the whole month's worth of extreme books like you'd only have one you know you'd only have your your best guy
0: yeah so that's probably richard hori
1: Fraga shows up in a pretty good way yeah he's got a big chunk of pages 10 pages in there yeah pacella has got a pretty pretty uh well half a dozen pages
0: yeah (laughs) and i'm a i'm a Fraga fan from the extreme uh from the extreme er era for sure this this is wait real funny don't sleep on that spread Somebody got paid well for that right hand piece. Yeah, that's that's, that's Frega. (laughs) That's Frega. Uh, What what I thought was, even as a little kid, what's super funny here, and and I could see, like, I'm sure, like, there's a million drawings I've done that where it's like I didn't think it through, but there's no back part to the bondage. Ah, right. It's just the front pieces, and that's something that, like, really irked me as a kid.
1: I actually think he looks cool, though, with the hair and stuff falling down. Yeah, That part's
0: pretty believable. Yeah, totally, man. Maybe that's the wrong word. But hey,
1: Al Simmons, that threw me for a loop. McFarlane must have signed off on letting letting them use Al Simmons. He's in the Indicia, you know, copyright Todd McFarlane. I had to go back and look that up because I was so surprised by it. Sure. Talk about having Al Simmons and not really... I mean, how do you not have Spawn in here somehow? Like, if you got permission from Todd to put his character
0: in here... Maybe that's the deal. Maybe you could use Al Simmons, yeah, maybe you can't that's use Spawn.
1: Because it. it did seem like Al Simmons was popping up in a lot of Liefeld stuff, you know, connected to Chapel and everything at the time.
0: Yeah. He's got that real Brian Bosworth kind of uh, gimmick going on. Yeah, he does. I guess that passed for cool hair in I 1993.
1: Did, uh, whenever I was doing my Brigade page, I leaned in on the Brian Bosworth style for... Uh, is it Cabot or... Yeah, whoever yeah, the leader is there. Yeah, for sure. I always thought that um, Chapel's design was cool with that sculpt face. Absolutely. With what?
0: the with the little stogie, can't help but think of uh, comedian a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely some comedian nod there. <laughs> I love that like prophet and I thought it was Eternal Warrior. I think it is. Yeah. Okay, like they look like they could be like those uh those like uh barbarian brothers from the VHS the VHS the Hun Brothers whatever. Hold on, I believe this is the same guy. <laughs> even even al simmons gimmicks kind of yeah look different from page to page
1: yeah that's funny maybe not working with models or something yeah like
0: see he had no no side hair before and now he does chapel's face paint i think is changing yeah there's there gets to be (laughs) more arrows see there's just like one arrow on that one and then there's like three this era Frega would do this thing where like he would push the eyeballs kind of further apart. Like that was like a staple I could I could I could tell.
1: I was gonna go through and like write the artist on each page uh-huh. to try to figure out who's who's doing what. But right. you
0: didn't wanna be your That's right. Uh, I've
1: got a near mint copy of Death Note Red and I wanted <laughs> to keep it that way.
0: I bet this is Pacella or somebody on this shit.
1: I need to go back and look at those Pacella X Forces. Yeah. I remember them very fondly.
0: Uh-huh. I couldn't wait, like it was this page where they were talking about an inevitable uh, parade. And I'm like, I gotta see what a fucking Extreme Studios parade looks like. And it's got a fucking Statue of Liberty at the high, high, in the Heart of Times Square, man. I don't think these West Coast boys took many trips to uh, the East.
1: That looks totally like a G.I. Joe tank toy.
0: Absolutely. And they just cannot be bothered. But, like, I don't know what's funnier. Like, just sort of... You can get away with these kind of crowds in like a flat mechanical colored mm-hmm. Ben-A dot kind of like you've seen that a million times. But to have like modeling <clears throat> and to have them all like this gold color, it really looks like gingerbread men uh, gone wrong. Yeah, and also I think that this
1: line with the like little things sticking out on the side is soldiers. It's these guys, right? You see the guns like sticking out to the left. So you have like a row of soldiers running along with these tanks, and then this is like crowd, I think. Mm-hmm. But they're colored in such a way that's hard to tell. Not that it makes a difference, right? Talk about picking nits. Um, don't sleep on the on the Youngblood animated series. Ad. That's I, I promise cool.
0: you, I never slept on it. I, <laughs> I, I I was waiting every day. Whenever you, if you remember those days, man, the Sunday paper would come in and it would tell you what was going to be on all your the channels yes. available to you for the following week. I poured through that stuff every you know looking at every saturday morning trying to see like when is this young blood cartoon going to come out
1: i really like the designs of those animated versions the I actual think that art looks you, cool
0: you could see the the whole sequence like everything that uncle rob paid for uh on youtube you know a couple 30 seconds something like mm-hmm. that and it's very fluid i think it's very rotoscoped it's very fluid very gorgeous
1: It's so clean, you know, like that animation style is so clean. It's neat to see those character designs that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was waiting, man. Look at how
1: stiff these guys are. I wonder if this is Pasella. Some of the hatching on here reminds me of what I liked about his
0: stuff. So stiff. Like, it's the same camera angle and the same pose on these guys right here.
1: He sends... Shaft sends, like, uh, Vogue and, and somebody else to go investigate some disturbance. And then on this next page, he's like... Oh, it was a trap. I should have known they would have created a disturbance. (laughs) And like some of the Youngblood guys are like, should we really split up right now? (laughs) There's your extreme talent search. Yes. I I sent pages to this. I should have dug out my pages because I think I still have them. I think Night Strike, which is the name of this rebel team, but also the uh, Australian team
0: Youngblood member,
1: I think... Anyway, he's, I think he's on my. Night
0: Saber. Night Saber. Night
1: Saber is, I think, on my page. Yeah, Night
0: Strike was a Merritt Michaels. He had, Got it. He had, like, a Magneto a helmet or, like, an like a Iron Man kind of. It was a helmet with, like. A T. A, a T, yeah, like Magneto. <laughs> uh, my pages were Link from Extreme Sacrifice and, and Cougar from Team Youngblood in, in the uh, jungle fighting each other. I showed those pages off on yeah. a, on a uh, Wizard episode before.
1: I have to dig out some of the, my old pages like that and show off. They're so bad. Yeah,
0: you got to, man. <clears throat> Put some cards on the table, Jimmy.
1: <laughs> and so here we go. Like, this is the, the cool part of this book is now we're going to see these two teams fight to the death.
0: Yeah, we established the Bad young bloods who work for Harada. We established the kind of freedom fighters with Chapel, Al Simmons, Prophet, Coming To, and Kirby. So now this is the part where you take both sets of action figures, bang them up against one another... Uh, probably pasella really shows up with this like this dis- uh located chapel jaw that's a
1: great panel like out of out of these last several pages I feel like this is your money panel
0: yeah you get to see how uncool the valiant characters are when you see it like is this eternal warrior
1: yeah and it feels like we're cutting promos and I get it he's eternal warrior four thousand years old but this is uh extreme saying young versus old yeah and <laughs> its images the young and valiant the old absolutely I think Merritt Michaels does layouts for this whole second part of this book. Just FYI.
0: <laughs> and here's that thing, man. We're like, it's Dutch. So it's Chappy App's character killing Todd McFarlane's character mm. in a in a very graphic way. Uh, the color on this got jacked. Like I'm sure they did not mean to do that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. Wow, that's almost like um. Just black, yeah. black ink, not like the crim- you know, not the uh, saturated black. Wow,
0: we got Kirby and uh, Die Hard getting blown up together. <laughs> I love that there's still splatter, like Al Simmons S-squirting. is still squirting.
1: <laughs> squirting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they just go through here, and it's like each page is a different character getting killed.
0: Yeah, I man, Chapel gets a bullet to the head piece. And see, I feel like Chap was disrespected by the, the writers here, man, by letting Eternal Warrior fucking snap Dutch's neck. That is an insult. That is laying down for the three count.
1: It is, because he does it with almost no effort.
0: Yeah, like look at that look on his face.
1: And this is after he took out Bad Rock. Maybe we're wrong about Eternal Warrior.
0: All the Valiant heads are going to be just in their glory on this page. But it's not a Rob Liefeld character getting, getting jacked up by Eternal Warrior. It's Chaps. <laughs> it's so peculiar. Shaft is going to blow up here. So, John Prophet was unable to convince Shaft that uh, things are wrong here. And it's that classic scenario. Quit confusing me! You're confusing me! <laughs> And John Prophet sees that Eternal Warrior. Or is that your Necromancer dude or whatever? Geomancer? No, that's your Eternal Warrior. Yeah. I'm clear how Eternal Warrior bought it. Right. But
1: he did. You know what I like to imagine? I like to imagine it's Prophet fell on <laughs> That's good. Just
0: put a little shoe <laughs> like right there.
1: It looks there. like he's kind of in right <laughs> Just right put close. a little shoe on the dude.
0: <laughs> and then you have, you know... Stephen platt will build on this imagery right here looking up shouting no with once again statue of liberty in the heart of times square as, as things are uh, being obliterated around him yeah that's funny
1: yeah pretty nuts comic you gotta let everybody, kill everybody know you're,
0: you're in you're in uh, new york you know right yeah and everybody's dead And then you can't sleep on the Art T-Bears coming to uh, Extreme Studios, but just for covers. Right. Don't get too excited. Is he selling a lot of covers? You you think that's moving?
1: uh, Is is
0: he drawing money there? What's funny is, you know, this is my first Image comic and all that shit. And I knew T-Bear's name. Of course, I called him Art Thibbert as a a kid because you sound things out back in the day. But, I mean, this is the dude that was inking. He inked the three-issue Art Adams, Fantastic Four joint.
1: Um, took over after took over X-Men, X-Men. X-Men.
0: So, like, his name had pedigree to me in right. a certain way. I, I was like a B-lister, you know? Like, you have your image founding fathers, and then, like, who's the immediate B-listers? We got some of them in here. Mark Pasello at X-Force.
1: I knew him. I think he drew Cable, the ongoing series. He was the original artist on That's that. That's true.
0: Act. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, his name rang rang out a touch, and it's like, oh, cool, that guy. He'll be here.
1: Man, everybody who was anybody at, at Marvel at this
0: point was mm-hmm. coming to, doing some image work. Absolutely, man they were hearing the stories drew this drew this piece a couple of times <laughs> troll and i remember like seeing that like the audacity <laughs> you know that it's like it's a fully a wolverine dude Now they call him troll like like t- the term troll wasn't in right. my lexicon really but it, maybe it was a east i mean a west coast term i don't know it's, it is funny to think like that guy looks so much like wolverine and he's short and he's even smaller <laughs> <laughs> he's even smaller than wolverine you could always tell a jeff matsuda piece because he would do these kind of lines right there
1: matsuda was a guy i had no interest in at this stage and then towards the end like he develops a little bit more cartoonish style maybe comes into his own a little bit and i feel like he's he's really good by like kaboom
0: yeah yeah you know i was i was down with him dude like in terms of extreme studios like chap frega jeff matsuda and todd knock coming in after that i I don't count Stephen platt as a uh Extreme Studios guy in any big way. And yeah, a lot of
1: these guys would come through the studios, and it would be like they were a knockoff of Rob Liefeld or Jim Lee, if it was there, or or, or Sylvester Top Cow, and then they would sort of develop their own style uh-huh. uh, independently. And somebody like Platt kind of showed up with his own style. I
0: think it was that dude Chuck Jones who became called like Snakebite Cortez or something like that. I didn't know he changed his name. Was the Talent Search winner, and and you would see he would do backups. I'm th- I'm thinking it's the right. It's the dude who won a Talent Search. He would do backups in the in the back of the Dan Frega Blood Strikes, where it would look like Charles Xavier with like Legion of Doom, Road Warrior shoulder pads. Like that was the comic that the talent search winner would do. I you think. Get, you're gonna make me dig up my uh <laughs>
1: Blood Strikes. Might have to. <laughs>
0: I could be wrong on that, but I, I do think he's the guy. I think I think they made mention of that. I, I mistakenly in my in my uh Rob Liefeld um hip hop family tree comic said that Fraga was the guy but of course he's not he's right here and the talent search thing is is there so yeah Fraga was
1: one of those like the original guys and uh Fraga were I think the first three books that extreme puts out young
0: blood zero we could, we could wax like this all day. Jimmy, you good to go? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell them what's out there.
1: Hulk Grand Design, the collected, oversized book, 40 extra pages, fluorescent green on the cover, is going to look beautiful under your Christmas tree this season, but you got to pre order it now if you want it in time for Christmas, wherever you buy comics, and join me on patreon.com
0: slash Jimrug to see more of my comics and art. Red Room Trigger Warnings Trade Paperback is coming out September 2022. Eventually, I'm going to have the actual book here uh, before it hits. The shelves, but please uh, put in your orders and pre orders right now. Uh, if the comic is banned in your comic shop or in your country, go to my link tree in the description below this video to put in your orders and pre orders for current and future Red Room comics. If you want to read those future Red Room comics uh, before they hit paper, go to my Patreon. Three bucks will get you the archive there. Uh, all these links are in my link tree. I have the complete trigger warnings comics up there, I have the complete anti social network comics up there. And uh, the next round is being serialized every Tuesday. Jimmy, what else do we have, man? Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFABE e newsletter at the links below this
1: video. You can also find Cartoonist KFABE t shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist KFABE channel, given those marching orders will be on our way, Jim. Read more comics.